Hello, welcome to the Corny Turner Podcast. I'm here today with Nicholas St. John, and he's doing some pretty awesome stuff in uh, Reno yep. with elections, and he has a potential, uh, well, he's going to tell us all about it. So, <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm loving being here. This is, you know, what's great is being around a thousand people that have the same mindset, and mm. you're so free to, or, and somebody, so many people are creative here, yeah. and so you're getting to hear what everybody's doing, so oh. it's just, it's been a terrific time. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I, my favorite part of these types of events is meeting all the people yep. who've taken the time and, you know, the passion that you see. So, right. yep. Yeah, absolutely. So what what are you doing with election integrity in uh, Reno? Well, uh, the, 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 it started back in May of 21 mm-hmm. when they, the county uh, party gave me the voter rolls. And when I looked at it, I went, you know what, something just doesn't look right here. Right. And so I reached back out to the guy who gave it to me, and he said, yeah, don't, that doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm thinking, wow, we really do have a problem here. Uh, right. <laughs> so uh, next thing you know, I was involved with um, doing some uh, canvassing and trying mm-hmm. to find out who was legitimate and who wasn't. Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another, and eventually I wrote a uh, uh, report called the Provisional Voting Errors and Anomalies Report. Right. Uh, presented that to the uh, county manager, and as a result, we got a third-party investigation of that, including the internal auditor that then didn't even answer my questions and then closed it, so we knew where there was more problems. Right. So it's just been one, you know, basically disaster after another trying to get answers and getting right. anybody to be held accountable to it. So. Uh, I did that and then wrote another uh, report called the reasonable doubt mm-hmm. because according to the law, if you have a reasonable doubt that you can't trust these machines, they're supposed to remove them. Right. And we presented that to the sheriff's department mm-hmm. and he said, yeah, there could be something happening here. I'm going, that's all we need, reasonable doubt, remove the machines. Mm-hmm. Said, oh, we don't have authority to do that. I'm going, actually you do. He goes, well, that's arguable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why would we argue over free and fair elections? Right, <laughs> right. It seems like that should be uh, something That'd we can be, all agree on. Right. No, they would not do it. And since then, uh, within a year, mm-hmm. um, both of those, uh, one was an undersheriff and another was assistant chair, mm-hmm. both of them have retired. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so I filed a case with the sheriff. Of course, they sent it to the Secretary of State, who has now sat on it for 10 months. And they said, oh, yeah, we had our, our expert look at it and of course, he came to a different conclusion you did. I'm thinking, Ooh. yeah, because he doesn't have five brain cells that are connected. Uh, uh. You know, anybody who looks at this understands this is wrong. This could mm-hmm. never, ever happen in the natural. Yeah. And it shows one of the uh, District 1 with an incumbent in 2020 yeah. running against a virtual unknown who they ran her numbers out to 45% lead and then let it dwindle to 35 and then released the algorithm that then... Marsha closed to within 10 points. So she closed a 25 out of 35% gap. She closed 25% of it. Wow. In half of the votes. Imagine if she had no interference, she yeah. would have won by eight to 10 points. So I presented that over and over and over yeah. and uh, they've ignored it. And so anyway, the secretary of state, which is asking the, uh, you know, the Fox to investigate the hen house, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, right, right. Uh, so anyway, they, uh, they've ignored it. They sat there and I said, look, you, you, were, you were given a, a case. You're supposed to respond. I want you, 
your response in writing of who did the analysis, and I want it back. Right. And so I hold everyone accountable to answering all of my documents. Right. And so that's, you know, and so, uh, you know, we've got a lot of people uh, that are out there, you know, Lindell, Trump, that will keep going into the corrupt court system and getting denied. Yeah. Um, the latest thing with the Trump indictment from a, by and large, not a bogus, but it was a, a stacked uh, grand jury that was put together by either a corrupt, corrupt DA or AG mm-hmm. to get him indicted. But in this case, it's going to work to his favor. I, I've been hearing that. So can you tell me why you think that is? Well, because every time he goes into court, he gets re, uh, they, they won't let him ever get to discovery, so they dismiss it. They don't have standing. Mm-hmm. You don't have, we don't have jurisdiction, whatever. Then they make up right. the thing. We've heard it like 68 times with him, right? Yeah, sure. So he, uh, in this case, because it's a grand jury, they, he's been indicted. His next step is to appeal it. That sends it into a district court. Mm, yeah. Now... He can bring discovery. Discovery, yeah. Something they have, I mean, they literally did him a favor thinking they were going to harm him. But this this is going to be great because he can bring in all that evidence. Okay. And it, it will it will backfire on them big time. Interesting. <laughs> okay. And what, what do you think uh, will, will come of that? Well, one is going to vindicate him a lot. Now he's going to have to overcome the problems of the press. Sure. Twisting it around and not saying that, you know, so mum mum is going to be the word Mm -hmm. when um, he's essentially acquitted in the the trial. Um, But after he gets a discovery, all that stuff they've never let him bring before will be made public. Anybody in this country can Uh put in our uh, open, uh, you know, FOIA or public records request Mm -hmm. and see what he has submitted. Um, Right. So... Unless the judge puts some kind of gag order, which they could do, sure. which is what you know uh, Mike Lindell has been running against, and this thing that they they came out with today with that, that WMD, the, the, yeah, okay, <clears throat> I believe that, that was probably uh, because of the gag order, mm. and I, I I don't know for sure, but it would not surprise me if uh, somehow uh, Dennis Montgomery mm. was instrumental in either designing it or formulating or helping them come up with the idea or something mm-hmm. because what that this thing does is, uh, you know, it, it shows where things are connected to the Internet, where they're saying it, it isn't, right? Right, I mean, right. How, I mean, he literally could. He could have he run for three hours playing all the clips of, we're not connected to the Internet, we're not connected right. to the Internet, we're not connected. So... This is going to prove. Me think the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So he, you know, that you know. We're, so we're, a lot of that stuff's going to start coming out, and uh, so we'll see. I don't know how quickly they're going to move on. You know, getting it into a district court, mm-hmm. um, but I'm working on some similar stuff um, in the Reno area in the Washoe County. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I now have two cases in front of okay. a Washoe County grand jury, okay. which is, it should be making news. Uh-huh. Of course, it won't. Right. right? right. Until um, the, and I can't talk about the specifics of the case, sure. but uh, um, the fact that I got it into the hands of the grand jury yeah. has been a major uh, movement forward. A lot of people around the country have been Stonewall, the the people's grand jury has been hijacked. 
You were saying the grand jury is uh, has been said to be the fourth branch. Right. Uh, yeah, it's the fourth branch of government. I didn't come with that term. A lot of people think that that's uh, relating to the media, which a lot of people say, right. you know, because they, the propaganda machine. But uh, that that was really coined by uh, uh, Justice Anton Scalia. Scalia. And uh, he called it the fran- fourth branch of government. He wrote a uh, major opinion where they rule six three in favor of this thing for the grand juries and he wrote the major opinion okay. which all of my documents that go to the grand jury have his six basic resetting principles mm-hmm. out of that case uh, telling them what they can what they should do what rights they have mm-hmm. how it's not under uh, a judge a judge has no right to tell them how to do anything the DA uh, does not get to dictate what they can and can't do it's mm-hmm. separate it's, a, yeah. it's by the people, for the people, and with the people. Yeah. And that's what we need uh, because everyone's frustrated. You know, if you're out there and you've been uh, told that, you know, we know what the bad things are going on, but no one can be held accountable, I'm telling you the people's grand jury or what they call the citizen's grand jury is an answer, and you can start investigating on how you can do it too. Yeah, so what are you hoping will result of bringing these forth? Well, uh, you know, in this, what we're going to do it has. It's going to hold two uh, very high public officials accountable. Okay. Uh, it will remove both of them from office. Wow. And we have charges of um, one of them could have up to three charges of a class B felony. Each one is a one year sentence with a maximum of ten years. And then I don't know what the fine is. And then the other one is going to have at least ten gross misdemeanors. Wow. Against, so it's and I've you know I've spent hours and hours and hours doing sure. the research so sure. you know people go are you an attorney <laughs> i'm an attorney without a degree <laughs> yeah I, I understand i i definitely understand that so uh, you know when i when i put together a case it's as airtight as it mm-hmm. can be we go through i have a lot of people looking at it around the country to make sure have you thought about this i know have you thought about that what if they come at you with this and so we have case law mm-hmm. that supports everything that i put in yeah. my cases. So becoming a really an expert, um, it takes a lot of time and energy to put these cases together, but I have two of them and that are going to make a major um, splash, if you will, um, or an earthquake or tsunami, whatever you want to call it. But once I do that, and you know, like I said, I already have two cases sitting mm-hmm. in the hands of the foreman. Mm-hmm. Well, most people don't ever get that far. Sure. Because the judges interfere, the, the DAs get interfered. The DA th- has thrown away five of my criminal complaints that should have gone to the grand jury. Right. And then they wouldn't let me file them with the clerk of the court. It's got two supervisors involved and two judges mm-hmm. who basically obstructed justice by saying you don't have the right or the authority to file a criminal complaint. Only a, a government agency employee does. And mm-hmm. so I have the NRS code. I read it to them. I said, do you see anything in here where it says I can't? Mm-hmm. They said, no. I said, okay, take this. I said, no, we're not going to. Wow. <laughs> and what did they say? They said, we're not going to take it. You, if you want to do it, you got to go send it to the DA. Right. And I record everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have, uh, uh, I have methods of making sure that I record everything they say and do. Mm-hmm. If I read them an NRS code and they say we're not going to do that, congratulations, you just got yourself... <laughs> an opportunity to be taken to a grand jury and have being indicted. Wow. So 
So if, let's say, it all goes in your favor and they uh, do get all of these charges mm -hmm. uh, against them, what will then happen from there? You mean for me or for, for them, they'll be removed from office. Right, but they're removed from office and then what? Right? Well, so th they might, are they just going to be replaced with some... Uh, well, um, like I said, without getting specifics, the governor yeah. will replace them, has the right to appoint a replacement for well, them. Right, so is that a concern? Is there, uh, well, it's always a concern. Are they going to just put in uh, more corrupt... Um, they could, uh -huh. but if you were coming in and you just found out that someone like Nicholas St. John had you removed for, for violating <laughs> your oath right. or the law, would you, would you risk? Well, I mean, if nothing else, I mean, at least it sets an example that there's some accountability right. for your action. I, I'm not, I, I think it's great that you're doing what you're doing. I just, I think that the audience watching is probably, a lot of people are a little bit cynical right well, now. Well, you know what, yeah, so. and I don't blame them. Yes. Uh, we've so been think, watching this for years, yeah. and that's why I said, it, the grand jury system has been hijacked. Yeah. Now, just for so your viewers know, the grand juries have been around since about the 1500s. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was the king would get stupid, mm -hmm. and then he'd have these peasants who were going, we're mad, and mm -hmm. they'd burn his castle down, right? right, right. <laughs> or, or he's looking over his shoulder going, who's going to stab me in the back, right? right? So the nobles, who had it really good, when you got a king in power, yeah. the nobles have got a pretty good life going on here. So they didn't want to get the apple cart upset. So right. they'd go to the king and go, hey, let us form this group and we'll let the peasants come to us and tell them what they're upset about. And we'll bring that to you and you can figure out how to kind of appease them mm. without giving up your kingship. Yeah. So you're not looking over your shoulder or wondering if they're gonna burn your castle to the ground. Right. <laughs> and so that was the grand jury, been around a long time. Our founders understood that. They'd seen this, uh, you know, coming out of England uh, yeah. was a, a place where a lot of those noble juries were. And yeah. so they built that into our, our um, rights, our mm -hmm. Bill of Rights. So in the Fifth Amendment, which is part of the Bill of Rights, you end up seeing that it says uh, with, uh, w that you have to have uh, a, a, a due process, right? Yes. Well, here's the issue. If you go into a corrupt judge, do you get due process? No. no. The only mechanism that they they've have in place is a grand jury for a due process. Right. So there's, there's plenty of stuff saying we can have them. It's historically been used. Um, most, uh, most counties, uh, in, in, I mean, everybody has to look up their uh, articles in their state constitution sure. and find it. Um, and, but most of them have it. In Nevada, it's the NRS code for Chapter 6 okay. and 172, I believe. And that gives them all of how this works how they impanel it, who it is, all those things. So it's very clearly spelled out. And pretty, I'm sure you know, pretty much every state has their revised statutes that, that dictate how that works. So you have to learn about that. And then uh, I'm kind of paving the way of how you get around the, the gatekeepers, the illegitimate gatekeepers, because a judge should not have the authority to keep something from a grand jury. Right. And they've been doing that. Right. And same the same with the DA, them throwing away my criminal complaints. Right. <laughs> so there's hope. You know, that's that's yeah. why I, you know I'm trying to get the word out as many places as I can here. Yeah. There is hope that we can start holding our public officials, our public servants. Yes, yes, a service position. How yeah. many times have we been into the county commission meetings and had to reinform them 
that they are servants, not tyrants. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's they work for us. They, they're supposed to. And they've lost sight of that. Yes. And the grand juries can reel that in because in in the NRS uh, Nevada, Nevada Revised Statute, there's actually uh, I believe a criminal proceeding for a violation of oath of office. Really. And I know Georgia has one because I'm working with some people out of Georgia. Okay. And they're doing the same thing. And so I said, I need to see that. Yeah. I can look it up and see if I can find it. It took me a lot, a long time to dig through them because they're just written. It might as well be hieroglyphics the way they write these things. <laughs> sure. I, I think that's by design, right? They, it, it, what is? It's a jargon. You need to learn a new yeah. language, yeah. essentially. I mean, you'll go into six and you'll read it and it'll say, see NRS code, you know, chapter... 18, and you're going to chapter, and you have to plow through all of that, and it says, go see NRS, blah, 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 and it'll tell you, go look at NAC, which mm -hmm. is another regulations of those NRS codes, and, and it's just, you're you're all over the map looking, and it's, it's exhausting sure. trying to figure, and then you, then, you know, you see things where the term is if or when, okay. and, you know, one place I use the term if, and then when you listen to someone in authority, mm -hmm. they change it to if. Well, when is a, is a statement of time, right. if gives you options, right? Well, if could be, yeah, it's also conditional, so well, it may not right, even right, happen. Right, that's what I say, it gives you options, yeah. right? And when, it's not talking about conditional, it's a time issue. It's a timeline, yeah. Right? And so, you know, when you read this stuff, you just, you know, have to go through this and try to decipher and figure out what they're really meaning. And one, one document we found, they rate all this stuff, and it says, you have to run these this way, and... And then you get down to the place where it says, if you don't, it's a violation of your oath of office and a mis misfeasance or malfeasance, which wow. are both prosecutable offenses, right? right. One's very se pretty severe. The other one is not quite as severe. Right. And then when you get through all of that, it, it says, and if the, the, if the member or the board or whatever it is doesn't do them, it's considered a waiver. Mm -hmm. And by the way, they don't have to vote that it's a waiver. So in other words... Here's all the rules and all the ways we're telling you have to do this. But if you don't, never mind. So in, in, my, you know, in my documents, one of the actions that I'm asking the jury to do mm -hmm. is to go in and strike those statements. Okay. We have that power. They have that power. I just have to make sure they understand it. Right. And so they go in and they... They will, they, will, they will issue an order from the court okay. to strike those two statements from that uh, procedure. Wow. That's, that's really interesting. Well, it gets better. Uh -huh. So grand juries are uh, a, what's considered a judge of the law. Okay. So let's take an extreme case. Let's say you end up with a really strong lower house, upper house, assembly and senate in a state and a wackadoodle um, governor. Okay. And they go, we're buying into this depopulation thing. Right. We're going to let everyone, if you're up for it, you can go kill one person as long as it's not a public official. Oh, <laughs> a year, and we won't prosecute you. Now, democratic process, right, mob rule, mm -hmm. they could pass a law like that. Mm -hmm. It's absurd. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's dystopian. <laughs> but they could, right? right? So right. how do you fight that? Well, if you do the general courts that are all corrupt, yeah, it could be two, three years before we get to the Supreme Court that rules, 
Yeah, it's unconstitutional. Right. So what's our option? Get to a grand jury. Okay. The grand jury looks at this, looks at life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, yeah. and realizes life is no longer part of this. Uh, right. <laughs> and says, we're ruling this is unconstitutional, yeah. and therefore we are nullifying that law. That's oh. it. That law is over. Anywhere in the entire country, it's over. How often has this uh, been brought previously, where you appeal to the grand jury as opposed well, to... Like I said, it's been corrupted and hijacked for probably 30 so, years. It's been a long time. Only 30 years, though. Uh, 50, 50, probably 50 years okay. uh, or more. It'd be uh, interesting to go back and see what cases it w- uh, w- from what citizens. Did. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, again, I don't know when the last case. You know, I know that uh, one of the gals I've been working with out of Georgia, she was in front of them in February. Okay. Uh, and they did not uphold. So. When they called her in, mm-hmm. they called her in as a prosecutorial witness. Right. Which is not what she wanted. She wanted to be the prosecutor. Okay. But they got around that and called her in as a prosecutorial witness. Okay. And so she had limited input. But they promised her, apparently, some documents that she didn't get. So she went back to the Board of Elections and said, I want my documents that the grand jury said. Yeah. The guy blew a fuse called in the police, they tossed her to the ground, and then picked her up and carried her out of the room. What? Yeah, completely bizarre. So she was on Steve Bannon's uh, war room, and that's how I got in contact. Uh, When I saw that, someone said, Nicholas, you gotta see this, so they said it. And I looked at that, I was, you, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like some made up drama But they showed video of it of her, of them doing that. Wow. And so she was out in, in uh, uh, Georgia, so I okay. contacted the GOP there yeah. and said, I need to talk to her. And uh, ended up, get well, it ended up being apparently one of her best friends who answered the phone. And so one I, of her best friends, what? Answered the phone at the, oh, uh, the okay. group okay. I called and said, Yeah, I'll get a hold of her and, and she'll call you. So um, she did. Okay. And, uh, and she called uh, a guy named, uh, uh, he's a retired judge, Judge Paul Nally, mm-hmm. who if you go out on YouTube, look for YouTubes, you'll see he's been promoting this stuff for probably 20, 25 years. Right, I feel like I knew the name. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, she, she called me and said, uh, before, you know, sorry for the delay. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to talk to you until I talked to Judge Paul Nally. Okay. And I've been trying to get a hold of the guy and try to find him for mm-hmm. A year and a half, two years. Oh, wow. And so here this, you know, again, Mike talking about timing, right? Mm-hmm. So, sure. Uh, so Timing's everything. It is. And so she she called and said, I just talked to a judge and he wants to talk to you. And so um, judge, the judge, we call him, mm-hmm. uh, we've become really good friends. He's mm-hmm. He takes my call every time I call and he says, Great. you know, what you've managed to do with getting two cases in front of a grand jury, mm-hmm. uh, you're like my star pupil. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. So, so for, I, I guess for action to preserve or I guess, you know, even in, in state, uh, any kind of election integrity. Is this something that people can be working towards in Absolutely. many areas? Yeah. So when I get back, so I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna take a vacation for a week and a half, because yeah. I haven't had a vacation in two and, four and a half years. I understand. And working on this stuff, <laughs> it feels like day and night. Mm-hmm. Plus I have my own company to run sure. on top of it. So, uh, so I'm gonna go relax, but when I get back, 
uh, I'm going to start working on my next cases okay. even before I get through the ones that are in there right. to get those in front of them. Um, but one of them is to uh, look at <clears throat> the uh, a law AB 321, okay. which was the implementation of all kinds of nefarious stuff. Everything mm. from the mail-in ballots and when they get them and when they go out and you know, the fact that they're not serialized and mm -hmm. all that stuff. And so I'm going to challenge all of that. And Great. the grand jury, you know, I will educate them on the fact that they are a judge of law. They can strike any, some, or all of that. If they, if they decide that mail-in ballots to everyone, whether you have requested it or not, is uh, unconstitutional. Yeah. And they nullify that law. Yeah, it becomes nullified for the entire country. Wow, because that's a precedent. That's how, yes. Yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's and and that's, that's uh, I want you guys yeah. to know. That's why I'm doing this. It's got that kind of power. Yeah. And people don't know because they've hijacked the system. And they've kept it from us. Sure. Of course. of course, I'd want them. You know, if I was corrupt, I wouldn't want other people to know. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, let's uh, tell them our secrets. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Let's yeah. tell them how they can take us down. Let's tell them how they can we can have laws nullified that that we did that we knew was wrong and we shouldn't have done to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I'm not holding my breath. That's going to happen. <laughs> right. But yeah. Well, now I mean, the cat's out of the bag now. Sure. And so yeah. you know, so that's my great. you know my crusade is mm -hmm. to let people know that this is something they can do and to pass. Uh, yeah. And how to do it, how to be effective at it. Okay. Um, and there'll be people that'll go. I promise, there'll be there'll be people who go screw this up. They won't sure. do their research. They'll either get in there. A DA will, um, you know, turn the table on them. They won't mm -hmm. know how to defend themselves. And I've heard stories of people who've tried before who've ended up in jail. Oh. Because if you don't do this right and you, and you let them corner you or trap mm -hmm. you or entrap you, you yeah. can say things that perjure yourself in uh, those situations. Wow. And voila, congratulations, you get, you get a week to a year in jail. <laughs> oh, that's awful. So I don't say that to scare you, but you need to understand right. what you're going into. I mean, sure. I don't go into this lightly. Do I think they're going to attack me seven weeks from Sunday? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. But I've been attacked from everything else anyway. So like Mike Lindell, we're not afraid of this stuff. We've been under this attack for, you know, two, two and a half years. Right. And so uh, I know what the law is. And once you know what the law is, it changes everything. Yeah. You know, I've had the I've had the sheriffs and the, the PD called on me, and when I explained to them what the law is, mm -hmm. they've never hauled me out. Really? That's that's amazing. You have, but you have to know a lot. You have, you have to, to know, know what your rights are. Yeah. You know, you're going. Oh, you're going to arrest me for trespassing. So they don't even harass you, or they. Oh, want they to? harass me. Sure, they yeah, do. Okay. But uh, in the end, they know they don't have any case, they and that if they if they arrest me, they know that they're going to open themselves up to a lawsuit. Well, who wants that? Right? Right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, so, yeah. So the power's on our side. And, okay. uh, you know, I always like the saying that, you know, uh, me and God makes a majority. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So what, what I, I'm so grateful for what you're doing. That's really, well, that's thanks. amazing. Um, what, what else would you like to impart people with? And uh, what advice would you give uh, individuals who want to get involved? And tell them how they can find you and support what you're doing as well. Okay. 
Um, I run the organization I run is Washoe Patriots, and Washoe is uh, like Washu, like S H O E. Okay. Uh, it's named for the Indian tribe there, uh, one of the Indian tribes there in northern Nevada, okay. and so it's Washoe County, but it's pronounced Washoe instead of Washu. Got <laughs> Washoe it. County. Okay. And so the organization I run is WashoePatriots.com, okay. and uh, I'll be adding a, a page on there that will be for grand jury information so I can Great. do videos and training and keep everybody updated on where we're at in the yeah. process. Are there certain things we can talk about, certain things we can't? Sure. Um, you know, and one of my concerns before was that if the judge reads this, then they could let this cut out of the bag and let the opposition right. have a lot of ammunition to come at me with. So I wanted it to be the surprise. And yeah. it's still an element of surprise. They still don't know what's in this thing. Okay. So, uh, uh, you know, I I have several uh, high-ranking public officials who are probably not sleeping well at night. Okay. Uh, and when I come in, um, they roll their eyes and shake their head and wonder, what is Nicholas St. John going to come up with this time? Right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, you know, watch, come to the Washoe Patriots site, site WashoePatriots.com site. Uh, you can get on our email list. Please don't get on our text message. Uh, if I find you're out of our area because uh, the money it costs us to run, that uh, is pretty sure. substantial. So uh, it's for local activation. And okay. we have a lot of very active, you know, all, t- all total between our email, text messaging, and... Um, you know, Facebook and Nextdoor and Rumble and, mm-hmm. you know, Telegram, all that stuff. We probably have about 700 people uh, involved nice. with us, so it's a nice, okay. sizable organization. Uh, when we fire something off, um, it activates anywhere between 10 and 30 people. Okay. And so, it's, it's so you know, that's, and so in, in, in telling, you know, your viewers, you know, start doing some research to find out about how the grand jury system works in your mm-hmm. county and your state, uh, you know, call um, call the office uh, of the county, and, and eventually they'll they'll give you a runaround for a while. Right. Uh, but be persistent, and eventually you'll get to someone like the the jury commissioner uh, okay. or the jury. You know, it's not the jury foreman, but what? Who knows what name they'll 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 have? But they'll be able to tell you um, if it's one's impaneled or not, and then uh, then you can start formulating your case. Uh, I document everything. Yeah. And and the reason I document everything is because I never know what piece is going to be valuable, mm-hmm. you know. When when you find someone who says something that's illegal, and okay. by the way, it's it's easy because they'll say things that are illegal all the time. <laughs> but if you don't record it, if you don't have it in the record, right. it's worthless. Yeah. Right. So and if you don't know what what to right find, you, right yeah, you don't know what to look, to look for, for uh, you know. So uh, you know if someone threatens you in most law lo- in most states. Uh, it's it's illegal. It's a it's yeah. a, a, a it can actually be um, a felony in a lot well, of states that if they threaten you with in, to be to intimidate you, they threaten you in some manner well, uh, or good. your family. Yeah, right. It should be <laughs> well, right, but nobody's yeah. prosecuting that, right. and you can't. You put it in front of a regular judge; they'll throw it out. Right. Oh, you don't have standing. Well, <laughs> they threatened me. What do you mean I don't yeah. have standing? Well, I say you don't have standing, so therefore you don't have standing, right? And that's right. the corruption that we're up against. Sure. And that's why this is so so big. But doing the research, uh, recording everything, and you know, if you start building your case, keep notes. Right. You know, the hardest part of this is going back and assembling on this date this happened, and then make sure you have a copy of that for the mm-hmm. uh, exhibits. On this date, they said this. 
you know, this is the NRS code or the, the code in our state, mm -hmm. and make sure you have that as an exhibit. And I highlight it. I don't even leave it to the chance that they'll read through that NRS yeah. code and decide, oh, this one applies. No, no, it's like, the yellow it piece. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, so you can, you know, go through that. But start building your cases, a, a critical, really the critical piece. And, you know, and, and again, we're starting to form more, get more people who can look at this stuff and tell you, you know, you're leaving yourself open. Mm -hmm. You don't, you, you know, you've left some, some, you know, loopholes open. They're going to come after you with this. Yeah. If you don't close that up, you know, you'll give them a choice. You know, there's, there's a f certain phrase in, in one of my cases, and uh, we know they're going to come after us with that phrase. Yeah. And so, you know, Wh which we, phrase is I this? can't tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but when they do, we have a response. Right. So right. in the law, you know, in law, they, the, the rule is an attorney should never ask a question they don't know what the answer is. Right. And so we play that rule, right? That's sure. If you put something in there, if you make it sound like it's iffy, mm -hmm. they'll take it as if it's iffy. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You make things statements and then make them prove that you're wrong. Right. So, yeah. uh, you Put know. Put the when, onus on them. Yep. And so when I went to turn my documents in, um, I, I said, uh you know, the judge does not have the right. And she goes, do you, uh, I said, she can't keep, keep it from the grand jury. She says, do you have the uh, NRS codes? Turn that on me. And I said, well, yeah, I do, because it was actually in my document. Okay. Um, but I leafed through it, and all of a sudden it occurred to me, you know what, I'm not playing that game. You know what, I'm telling you she doesn't. You show me the NRS code that says she does. Yeah, And all of a sudden she was done. Yeah, put uh, the burden of proof on yeah, them. that's right. And yeah. so it's good to ask those questions. By what authority do mm -hmm. you have to, and then fill in the blank, right? right? Well, you can't be the prosecutor. All right, by what authority? Mm -hmm. Go find the NRS code that shows I can't. Right. And there isn't any. So we've done that kind of research, but that's, that's the kind great. of research you have to do yeah. to be prepared for these things. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> so it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, if it seems like I'm having too much fun with it, to some degree, I am because a lot of the stuff I do is so much time and energy right. and can suck the life out of you. Um, getting to a place where we can actually turn the tide yeah, sure. in our favor energizes me. And where you feel like me. there is some uh, empowerment. Yeah, yeah. Empowerment and some and hope. hope. Um, what, what would your advice to people who want to start? I think people feel like they can't learn and they can't, okay. they can't navigate. They don't know what to look for. Well, there is a national organization... <laughs> Sorry. There is a national organization called Tactical Civics. Okay. And I work with one of the directors um, in the western part of the U.S. Okay. And uh, so, you know, he's starting chapters and they have, you know, I guess they have classes and stuff. I, I kind of just skipped over all of that. Okay. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of one of their poster children because of the progress I've sure, made. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. But that's that's a good place to go is okay. to do tactical civics, look it up, find out that I'm sure there's uh, websites and training and all that kind of stuff. That's great. And so there's then they have chapters started. and meetings. So people you can go and, and get get some training. Eventually I'll probably be run you know, traveling and doing meetings to teach them on what I did and how I did it. Wonderful. So, yeah, because I think I mean, people don't learn civics. People certainly don't. I mean, if they're not a lawyer, that just seems overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that's great that that that, that exists, the tactical right. civics, and that you're going to be teaching people, Help, helping them, helping them. So, yeah. well, thank you so, so much. Well, thank you yeah. for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you guys. Are, I want you. I just want you to be encouraged that there is hope, 
-hmm. that we do have a mechanism, even though it's been hijacked for a number of years, but we are in the process of taking back the people's grand juries, and you're going to see a lot of these starting to pop, pop up, especially when I get my first couple indictments. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to see a flood of them getting taken into the grand juries. So it'll be exciting when we start seeing the tyrannical, you know, overreaching public servants or officials topple. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think a lot of us are looking forward to that. So, okay. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for watching. Yep. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.